Welcome to podcast number 174 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are in a very exciting series dealing with our dreams and our hopes and our desires. You know, the Lord put that on my heart because I've talked to so many people recently who were discouraged or frustrated that a dream that they had had fallen away, they'd given up on their dreams. And I just felt that it was time to do an entire series on it. I had no idea that the Holy Spirit would give me so many topics and so many areas that we can talk about. So we're going to continue on talking about dreams, and today's podcast is entitled, Why Dreams May Not Come True. This is going to be a very positive podcast to help show you the steps to take and the way to go to be sure that your dream has a greater chance and a greater possibility of coming to life. But before we get into it, let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction. Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for the opportunity to bring this message at this time to those who are listening in today. And I pray scriptures to come alive in our hearts and our minds, Father. Those that are listening in and as I read them, Lord, that you would speak through me to those who have tuned in to hear something special about their dreams. I thank you now that you have done a great work in their lives and I know you want to do things even greater. I invite the Holy Spirit now to take over, to take charge, control of this entire podcast, and that you would receive all the glory and honor for it. I believe today's podcast is going to have great results because we serve a great God. We're reading from your amazing word, and we're led by the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to call forth wonderful results from this podcast. I pray that people will pick up that old dream and bring it back to life again. And I'll thank you for it in advance. For I ask these things in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. As I said previously, think about this title today, why dreams may not come true. I don't want you to take this in a negative way. This is going to be a very positive message. Matter of fact, you may be wondering why we can avoid or how we can avoid missing out on our dreams. Now, that's a good thought and a good question, and God's Word has a great answer for it. In this podcast, we will look at the reasons dreams may not come true, and I'm going to give you a lot of ammunition that you'll be able to use to be able to see those dreams come to life. We're going to start by reading a scripture found in Psalm 37, verses 4 and 5, found in the New Living Translation. Let me read these words to you. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him, and He will help you. Now, there's some words, I think, that should encourage you about your dreams coming true. We need the right desire to see our dreams and our desires come true. If we delight ourselves in God, our desires, or you could say our dreams, will come true. A lot of people, when they pray, they delight themselves in what they want. But the Word of God tells us, first of all, that we need to delight ourselves in the Lord. And if we delight ourselves in the Lord and commit everything to Him and trust Him, that's what verse 5 says, and trust Him, then He will help you. You know, that seems like a small thing to do, but it's huge. It's a very difficult thing for a lot of people to do, and that is to put our delights in God and not in our dreams and our desires. Now, I'm going to give you another scripture, I think, that is kind of a unique scripture in dealing with dreams. Matter of fact, it's the 23rd Psalm. Most people think of the 23rd Psalm as you use it when you're needing comfort for people who've had someone pass away. I know it's used in funerals. I've used it in funerals when I served as a pastor. But you know, there's so many other things that the 23rd Psalm will give us. And I believe it's a wonderful illustration of how God can help our dreams to come true in our life. So when we ask the question, why dreams may not come true, let's look at the 23rd Psalm. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. And as I read through it, I may make some comments 
comments, and I may not, depending on how the Holy Spirit leads me, but I want you to see how God wants to see your dreams come to pass in your life. Psalm 23, verse number one. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. All right, well, that's basically because God's your shepherd. You don't have all that you need because you've done it yourself. You have all that you need because God is control is in control of your life. Verse two, he lets me rest in green meadows. That means God wants to give us a time of rest and peace. He leads me beside peaceful streams. That's just the way God wants to wants to help us. He renews my strength. Now, all of this can take place while you're seeking your dreams and you're trying to see those dreams come true in your life. He guides me along right paths. Okay, another great step, bringing honor to his name, even when I walk through the darkest valleys. So let's just apply that to your dream. Let's say that you've had a dream to start a business and you have tried and tried and walked through some pretty dark valleys, but you know, God is with you. He's gonna be with you. It says here, even though I walk through the darkest valleys. Let that apply to the dream that you've always wanted and it has not come to pass yet. It says here, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. You know, in the midst of our desire to see our dreams come true in our life, we've got to remember that God is always with us. He's beside us. He'll never leave us or forsake us, that he's a very present help in times of trouble and he'll always be there. It says here, your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast before me in the presence of my enemies. So your enemies. So just think about that. Those who are trying to fight you for your dream to come true, those people who are trying to take you down and cause you all kinds of grief and trials and things, he prepares a feast for us in the presence of those who are against us. It says, of my enemies, you honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. I'm telling you, on the way to your dreams, you can have blessings and one blessing after another blessing and another blessing. Matter of fact, I'm so excited about that particular verse because it inspired another podcast and that has to do with enjoying the journey to our dream. And a lot of people endure the journey and we need to learn how to enjoy the journey to our dreams. Verse six, it says, surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. So God's going to be with you throughout your entire life. He's going to help you. He wants your dream to come true, but there's some things and conditions we need to do to keep our dreams from falling apart. So let me get into that right now. I'm going to do that by reading a story. I've written this story out about, it's about me. It's my own life. It's in some of the books that I've written. And it has to do with a story about the dreams that I had in my life as a young man. So please forgive the personal reference, but you know, sometimes the best references I can give you are the ones that I've gone through in my own life. Now, as a young man, I dreamed of being successful in life. I was a dreamer. I had a lot of dreams. I dreamed about getting home runs in baseball. Never hit one, but I always had a dream to do that. I dreamed of having a hole in one when I played golf. Well, I got one of those and I thank the Lord for that. But some dreams come true and some dreams do not. I was raised though in a loving family. I mean a wonderful, wonderful family. Mom and dad worked hard, but they were always struggling in their finances. When I said to my dad one day, I, you know, I was thinking about the struggles that he was having his finances and I thought, you know, someday I'd like to be successful financially. So I told my dad, I said, when I grow up, I want to live in a big home. We'd be driving down the street and I'd say this beautiful big home and I'd say, I want one like that. And I'd like to have maybe a new car every couple of years and get a new car and I think I would enjoy that. And he would tell me that I should get a steady job, work hard, but always work for someone else. He was the best dad a young man could ever have. And I miss him so much today. He was truly my best friend when he was here on earth. But he would tell me that starting a business would be too risky. He was always concerned that I should go get a job at Goodyear or some 
big company or factory and just worked there for a long time because he did. He worked for 40 years and he retired from there at Goodyear. And that's great. And I was happy for him for that. But you know, he financially, he didn't really ever have any real success financially, but he was a very successful man when it came to raising his children and being a man who loved his kids and who loved us all equally. Now that was great for him. That life that he chose for him was great, but I wanted something different. I had a bigger dream. I loved my dad, but I did not agree with his advice on working. You see, my dream would not be fulfilled by working for others. That's how I felt and that's how I believed it. Now that's when my grandmother came into my life. She owned several businesses and she was a very aggressive, took risk in business, but was always seemed to be very successful at it. And she would sit down and talk to me and start telling me how I could own my own business and that would help me to achieve my dreams. I can remember going out with my grandmother on the road and she was a dreamer also and we would drive down the street. I can remember it as if it was yesterday and it was a long, long time ago. And I would see a piece of property, vacant property. We live in Phoenix, Arizona and some land is very vacant. There's no grass or trees on it, just a lot. It's just some dirt. And she'd say, what do you see there? And I'd say, well, grandma, I just see a bunch of dirt and a few weeds. I said, I don't know. What am I supposed to see? And she said, well, you need to dream and you need to think about what could be there. Not was what there today, but what could be there tomorrow. And she'd say, what I see, she says, is a grocery store on that land and a drugstore beside it and maybe a cleaners and a shoe repair shop and a barber shop and a beauty salon. And she'd go on and on and tell me all the things that she saw on that corner because she was a dreamer. She was an envisionary. She had dreams and would throw those dreams into my heart. She would tell me about all the possibilities that were out there. She never limited me. She never said, well, you can't have this or you can't have that. She always encouraged me to get something greater in my life. Now, she was a Christian. She loved the Lord, but she was a good business person. Now, she was only 70 years old when she passed. And during that 70 years of her life, she had a lot of great stories and a lot of examples. And the last 10 years of her life is when she spoke into my life and gave me encouragement that has really stayed in there since the day that she gave them to me. Now, the reason that I gave you this story or these examples is to warn you to be careful who you listen to for your dreams. Dreams may not come true if you are influenced by those who don't believe in dreams, especially big dreams. Now, I believe our God wants us to dream big. I believe that with all my heart. And I want I want you to dream big. I want you to th- look at your dreams and say, well, maybe it could be more than what I'm thinking. If you're dreaming about having a little business down the street that had two employees, you might want to say, I wonder what it'd be like to have a, a big store someday and have 100 employees that I work with and I pay them their salaries and they support their families with it. You see, because being a business person is not just making a lot of money for yourself. An entrepreneur is one who sees the benefit to them and also the benefit to others. And that's the type of dream that you should have if you're dreaming about that type of thing. And so I want you to dream big. I want you to believe that God believes in big dreams because he does. So so let's get side of our limited thinking, dream big to our big unlimited God. Let me give you an, an example of a man in the Bible who was a big dreamer, King Solomon. He dreamed big and he asked God for wisdom to help him to achieve his dreams. He didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for gold. He didn't ask for those things. He wanted wisdom. So maybe to accomplish our dreams, we need to ask God to give us wisdom and knowledge to see those dreams fulfilled in a way that we know not of, in a way that only God knows. So Solomon, of course, when you read the story about Solomon, he became the wisest and the wealthiest king who ever lived. And it's because he went to God for his dream and he dreamed big and he believed that God was going to complete that in him. So now let me give you in the second half of this podcast uh, some some basically practical uh, things, a list of things 
why our dreams may not come true. I've got 10 of them here. I may not get through all of them today in this podcast, but if I don't, I'll save them for future podcasts. But I think these are very practical because that's the type of person I am, a very practical teacher, a practical person, but I love to dream and dream big. Let me give you the first one that'll help you see your dreams come true. God may have something better for us and he doesn't want the dream that you have to take place. Now, how in the world can that be? Sometimes we have a dream, but God's got a bigger one. And so therefore, he doesn't want you to go into that dream. He may not allow that dream to come into your life because he's got something bigger and better for you. In my own situation, I had a dream to buy a big piece of land and put a subdivision in and build 60 or 70 houses. And that was a dream that I had. And I remember one day I was right on the verge of getting that. And I was in the midst of closing up some other land deals and building some homes and selling them and cleaning them up. And I acquired this piece of property and I was going to get to build 67 houses. And I thought, boy, this is my big dream for my business because I was a real estate developer. The job that I did was building custom homes and and homes that I had designed, pre-designed and would sell them. We call them spec home or speculative homes where it's a home that I put out and speculate that someone's going to like it and they're going to buy that home. So that was a kind of a risky thing, but it, it was very profitable and it was a dream that I had. Well, then at church one day, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and gave me a dream that I should pastor a big church in North Scottsdale. I had a dream that I would be able to pastor a church that would seat a thousand people and we'd see a thousand people every week. And, you know, I'll maybe talk later about how that all came out. But bottom line, the two dreams were there. One was to have a subdivision, which was nothing wrong with that. I was going to make money and be able to pay tithe and give offerings to the church and bless the church that way. But then another opportunity came to pastor. So I think that it's interesting that the dream I had for the 67 homes to be built on this piece of property, which by the way, would have made me a lot of money, it fell apart. And I believe God directed that to fall apart. The owners of the property decided they didn't want me to do what I wanted to do. And they became upset and said, well, I'm going to sell it to you. They didn't like my partner. They didn't like the fact that he was a Jewish man. Now, isn't that sad? And because he was a Jewish man who was a Christian, they didn't like him and they told me they would not sell me the property. So that fell apart. And it was immediately after that fell apart that an opportunity came up for me to start a church in Scottsdale. I'm telling you, God had a greater dream. He had a bigger dream. And that opportunity to pastor was a far greater and more important dream between the two of those. So one reason that our dreams may not come true is that maybe God has something bigger and better for us. Now go to number two here. We may not receive our dream because it's not God's will for us. Let me read one scripture that might help us in understanding what I'm saying here. It's found in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Listen to these words when it has to do with our dream and knowing whether it's God's will or not. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. That's an interesting thought. If you see someone else has a dream, it may not be the dream for your life. Sometimes we get a dream because we see something happening in someone else's life. And that can be good, but it can also be wrong. It could be that God doesn't want you to copy theirs. So don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I like that. Matter of fact, those of you who have a dream right now, yield to that scripture and God, I want you to change the way I think. I want my thinking to be the way you want it to be. It says here at the end of that verse, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Well, I think that kind of summarizes 
what I was saying there when we're talking about knowing God's dream is right for you. Number three, maybe your dream is not coming true because it does not line up with God's word. Now that's crucial because a lot of people just get these dreams and these ideas from other people and maybe these people are Christians and maybe they're not or they see something they would like to do. But you got to remember that particular dream is something that must line up according to God's will so it will bless him and bless the kingdom of God. So I've got a scripture here found in Psalm verses 119 and 105 in the New Living Translation. And these are just a few words, but this will help us understand why it's so important to have God's word line up with our dream. 119, 105 New Living Translation. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Not a lot of words, but powerful words when it comes to understanding our dreams. The reading of God's word is what this is telling me is that he will reveal his will for us when it comes to our dreams. Move on to number four. Avoid the negative influence of others. You know, many times people's dreams fall through because of negativity from other people. This happens a lot, I think, with pastors in churches. They get an idea, they know the Holy Spirit spoke to them about doing something in the church, and they're so excited. They go to a board meeting and they speak to their board, and many of their board members are not pastors or ministers. They're good people, they're Christians, but they're businessmen, or maybe they work for a small company or whatever it might be, and they don't think that that dream is right, and they can't see the vision. So the pastor's dream gets a negative influence. You see, we must not listen to the negative words of doubters negative words that we listen to can destroy our dreams. Things like people saying, well, that's a ridiculous thought, or that'll never work, or the devil's going to have fun messing that thing up, or that could never work in in this area, or whatever it might be. People speak negatively, and many times they don't have an understanding of what your dream is. So be careful not to allow the negative influence of others to rob you of your dreams. Number five, we sometimes don't get our dream because there's a lack of effort on our part. You see, not working hard at it will keep us from obtaining our dream. We must work hard for our dream, even with faith to see our dream. We're told in the Word of God in James 2 that faith without works is dead. So just because I have a dream doesn't mean it's going to materialize overnight. It's just going to be a gift to you and here it'll come, it'll happen. I know it could happen, but the odds are it's not. Your dream's going to require work. It's going to require focus. It's going to require a lot of work and effort. It's going to require faith, but faith without works is dead. So don't let your dream go away because of a lack of effort on your part. Number six, a lack of being focused keeps us from our dreams distractions, getting our eyes on other things. You know, when I was a little boy, my mom would tell me, you know, what are you looking at? And I'd be looking out the window and I'd say, oh, something, the clouds, I'm looking at this or whatever. And she'd say, well, I need you to keep your eyes focused on this. Or I'd go to school and I'd get the same thing. The teacher would look at me and here I am, I'm dreaming, looking out the window and dreaming and looking at the clouds. And she'd say, you got to stay focused. You got to stay focused. And you know, she's right. It's very true. In order to receive our dreams in our life, we need to stay focused and keep our dreams up front right in front of our eyes and know that God is with us. We know that it's his will because we prayed about it. We sought his word about it and we know that it's the right thing to do. So stay focused to see your dreams fulfilled. Okay, number seven. This is going quicker than I thought. Allowing the tests and the trials of life along the way will stop us from having our dreams. You know, the interesting things about dreams is that they will have tests. They will have trials. There will be struggles. There will be difficulties. But I believe sometimes the greater the trials and the greater the struggles that we have, the greater the dream's going to be. And I think we need to understand that, that all dreams have tests. Now, sometimes great dreams have great tests. Look at the life of Joseph. He was a dreamer. He saw himself 
kind of being a ruler. But here he had all these tests. He was sold by his brothers to a bunch of traitors. And he became a slave. And then he went to jail. And then he wound up being a kind of an important person in the jail. And then he got another job where he was working for a man whose wife made advances towards him. She said that he made him towards her. And Joseph was then thrown in prison again. So he had this dream. He was, he was focused on it. But these trials and these tests took place. They were all wrong. They were all false. And they weren't his fault. But they were tests. And Joseph stayed true to his dream and true to his God. And his dream came to pass. And he became the second most powerful man in Egypt. And I'm telling you, he was focused on his dream. So you need to understand, and we all need to understand, that tests and trials will come along as we move towards our dream. Number eight, be patient and trust God. The Bible says to be still and know that he is God. So it's important that we have patience when we're waiting on our dreams to be fulfilled. We've got a dream. We want it, but we've come in patient. We want it now. I can remember when we were going to build our church. We'd bought our land. Our church was exploding in growth. Income was great. Things were going well. I wanted so bad to go out and build our building, but the Holy Spirit told me, no, not yet. And so I waited for approximately six years after we bought the land before I yielded to the Holy Spirit and I received his blessing and knew that it was time to build. So six years of waiting in anticipation that we could build our building. And I'll tell you, it was a nervy at times because I could just see how wonderful that building would be and how glorious, but we were not ready. It was not God's time. So I had to be patient and trust God. And it did come to pass. And the dream of having that beautiful sanctuary that seated a thousand was wonderful. It's interesting. I always had a dream to have a church that would have a thousand people attending. So I would pray for that. And I think I made a little mistake on that dream. I should have just prayed, Father, give us as many people as you want us to have, rather than saying, I'd like to have a thousand. Because we kind of hit a thousand and then we leveled off. And then we went above it and went up to like 2,000 people. Then we moved to a new location and then we back dropped back down to about a thousand and we stayed a thousand for year after year after year, which is a wonderful church. And there's going to be turnover. That means we were probably losing two or three hundred people a year and we get two or three hundred new people a year. But we maintain that number. And I look at that sometimes. I think, Lord, I made a mistake. I should have dreamed bigger and I should have believed bigger for that. But I thank God for what he did and the glorious blessing that we had. Number nine, we're about done with this. Never give up on our dream. God will find a way when there seems to be no way. That's what it says. If you read Philippians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, it's a wonderful explanation of how God wants to prepare a way. Well, why, why don't I just read that for you? Because I, I have time to do that, to get that in. I'm reading from Philippians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14 in the New Living Translation. Now think of this in relationship to God finding a way when there seems to be no way. For God is working in you, it says in verse 13, giving you the desire, I believe that's our dream, and the power to do what pleases him. Verse 14, do everything without complaining and arguing. That's it. Those two verses. Now think of that. Those two things are so powerful in understanding that God will find a way if we just simply accept the fact that God is working in us and he's given us the desire, he's given us the, the dream, and he's also going to give us power to do what pleases him. And if our dream pleases him, he'll bless us, but we've got to remember to do everything without complaining and argument. So take that, receive it, and believe that we should never give up on our dreams that God God will always find a way. 
We don't give up on our dreams because God never gives up on us. And here's the final one, number 10 on my list of the reasons why our dreams may not come true. It might be because our dream causes us to put God in a lesser position in our life. You see, we need to keep God first in all things. I've seen people have great dreams and they come to pass and all of a sudden they own this wonderful business or they've had success in other areas of their life, maybe investing in property or wherever it might be. And all of a sudden their life changes and they fall out of church. They don't pray. They do things that they never did before. They get themselves involved in things that were not proper in their life before and they allow that their dream to rob them from the relationship with God. And that is so sad. And that's something we must avoid. So I believe that our dreams may not come true if God knows it's going to cause us to have a lesser relationship with Him. As I've told you in other podcasts, our dreams must draw us closer to God. Our dreams must build up the kingdom of God. Our dreams must be a blessing to the church. Our dreams must be a blessing to our life and all the things that we do to help others and to reach out other people. Dreams are not designed just so that we can get rich and have lots of great success in our life. We receive the answer to our dreams because it's going to be a blessing for us and for others. So I hope that you receive that. It was intended in a positive way and I hope that these 10 items, I know they're very practical and I went through them a little faster than I would have liked to, but I wanted to get them all in this particular podcast because it all ties together and all fits very well together. So with that, I'm going to pray and close this out with prayer for you. I hope you don't leave the podcast right now. I hope you receive these words because I believe the Lord has something for you. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless those who are seeking their dreams. Many have had great trials and great struggles, and I pray that you would help them and become involved and that you would intervene in that situation, Lord. I pray, Lord, that all of those who are seeking dreams, Lord, would be sure their dreams line up according to your word. They'll draw us closer to you, Father, and they'll be pleasing to you. So, Father, I believe these are steps that we can all take to see our dreams come true and avoid dreams never materializing. And I pray a blessing upon all those who've listened in. I pray that they would be able to seek your face daily and not give up on their dream and believe, Lord, that if that dream is important to them, that it's also important to you. Thank you once again for this opportunity. And I'll be careful now to give you the praise and glory for what's taken place this day. I'll thank you for it now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you'd like to have additional teachings on quality Christian living, because that's the overall title of our podcast. It's a podcast designed to help Christians live and walk a quality Christian life and live an abundant life. We have a number of topics that we have taught on this in this series. And if you'd like to know more about them, you can go to my website webpage, davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you pull up my webpage, you'll see a link there to the podcasts that I have done. There's now 174 of them over a period of about a year and a half. And I thank God that we've had people now download these podcasts. So I thank the Lord for that. And I pray that they've blessed people. So if you want to get more information on what podcasts are all about through Quality Christian Living, and you might find another topic there that you'll enjoy. And I hope that you'll stay with us as we continue our series on dreams. In addition, in addition to that, if you get to my webpage, you'll also find the reference to a number of books that I've written, books on faith, books on getting out of debt financially, and all those various topics that'll help you live a quality Christian life. In addition to that, if you would like to be a part of my podcast, you can subscribe to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, in the upcoming 
coming next podcast that we have. I've already got a title, and let me give that to you right now. It's going to be How to Put God First in Our Dreams. You know, it's so important that when we get a dream, that to understand that many times the dream came from the Lord or the Holy Spirit, and maybe it just wasn't something that we had in our own mind, but regardless, God should get the credit and the glory for any good and positive thing or good dream that comes into our life because he's the blessing and the provider of every good and positive dream. So we need to keep God first in our dreams, and I'll talk about how that'll happen and give you a number of steps on how to keep God first in our dreams. So I hope that that'll be a blessing to you. I would like to encourage you to let your friends at church or family members know that we're doing a series on dreams. You'd be surprised at the number of people who had a dream and they gave up on it. And if you just spoke to them and shared with them that there's a teaching going on to help them see those dreams come to pass, that it'll bless them. I can remember talking to a lady in church one time and she said, you know, I've always had a dream that I wanted to be a painter. She enjoyed art and loved to go to art galleries and things. And she said she would look at other people painting in studios and things and always kind of be a little jealous of it. And because life got her, got very busy and she didn't have the chance to do that, she kind of gave up on it. And she was probably about 70 years old when she mentioned it to me. And I told her, I said, well, why don't you take some classes and why don't you go out and paint? You have the time now. You have the ability inside of you that's in you. I believe that's a dream that you've had. So why don't you do it? And she kind of struggled a little bit. And she said, you know, I think I will. Well, to let you know, she has and she takes classes and she's loving it. She's enjoying it. And now she's doing paintings for her family and friends. And then she gives them to them. She just enjoys it so much to be a blessing. So we should never give up on our dreams. Here was a 70-year-old lady who today is happy to do something that she had a dream all of her life. And it finally came to reality at the age of 70. So with that, I pray that you will then seek your dreams and trust God to help you realize them. So I'm going to close with this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, I pray that God will richly bless you and that you will see your dreams fulfilled and you'll go back and pick them up, the ones you've given up on, and bring them back to life. I believe this is the beginning of that to take place in your life. Thank you so much for listening in today. I can't wait until our next podcast entitled How to Keep God First in Our Dreams. God bless you.